Hi, I'm Kaylee. And I'm Taylee. And this is With With Much Much Love. We've been a part of over 500 events and weddings and have seen some crazy things. Join us weekly to expose the truth of what it's really like working in the wedding and event industry. We will discuss the current trends, interview wedding professionals, and share some of our craziest stories. We can't wait to share the honest, unsugar-coated version of what really happens behind the scenes. Welcome to With Much Love. I'm Kaylee. <laughs> and I'm Taylee. Wait, now your voice is a little bit lower. It's like, and I'm Taylee. Was that our real intro or? Maybe. Oh, okay. Maybe that's our intro for today. <laughs> Welcome to With Much Love. This is Kaylee. And this is Taylee. Today we want to kind of recap and wrap everything up with our last two episodes with you know, all the photography and DJ information. And we want to talk about the questions that should be asked to vendors and all types of vendors. All vendors. Yes. Um, Yeah. So we're going to start out with some just like general questions that can apply to basically everyone. And then we'll kind of go more into depth of like what you should ask, like your wedding venue, your photographer, you know, stuff like that. I think because we do venue, catering, Mm -hmm. bar service, florals, we have that vast information um, and we get a lot of different types of questions. So We've kind of gathered these questions um, over the years. Yeah. Um, And then we also kind of used Jess's knowledge and Mm -hmm. Brett's knowledge of really their services and what questions should be asked to photographers and DJs. But then we also, you know, in combination with the research too, like we Googled this shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We Googled it. So um, you can go ahead and start off. But they're really good questions to ask because – like we talked about in a previous episode, we have those type A brides and type B brides. And type A, I mean, they'll have all the questions. They'll know exactly what they're, yep. you know. And then you have the type B brides who are just kind of starting and don't really know what to ask. So this is like a really good episode for, you know, well, all brides, but specifically yeah. type B because yeah. yep. these are the best questions in our professional opinion. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and questions I send, you know, some people off with when they're like, oh, it's our first tour. And I'm like, okay, well, make sure you ask these things because. Yeah, because we want them to make sure that they're going to, if they're not going to use the vendors that we recommend, we want to make sure that they have good vendors because, mm-hmm. yeah, we work with them too. So yeah. we want them to be, you know, quality vendors. And these questions kind of weed out the ones that aren't quality. Like if they mm-hmm. can't answer these questions, there's probably a red flag there. Yeah. Or it. So, but it's also going to weed out a lot of um, vendors and their personality types because not all vendors connect mm-hmm. with their clients. And so if you're looking for a vendor that is more a little quirky or has more of a structured plan, they're more type A, then if you're asking these questions, you can generally judge what type of personality they have and if they're going to really mesh well with you and your wedding and what you kind of want for the day so yeah first of all though do we do we want to like (laughs) first of all do we want to bear do i use that one yeah okay i use it use it um (laughs) so um just leave it to you to lighten up i was like so i this whole day I I was here at like 8 30 this morning and I did three decor meetings back to back so I was like Taylee I don't know how well this episode's (laughs) gonna go I am so drained and like tired of you know just talking and just but of course the burp makes me burp makes everyone happy yeah it does it makes everything (laughs) a little bit lighter not so serious so I feel better okay um but do you want to talk about our week yeah do we want to talk about that yeah um so for me, I have been at my new job for three weeks. I know. I realized, I was like, oh my gosh, next week will be a month. Is it quiet here? Do you yeah, feel really lonely? I do. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's it's weird because I try to keep texting you and like, hey, I know if I, if I don't going? hear from you, I'm like, hello. Yeah, it, it is weird for me too because I'm like, oh my gosh, I got all this other stuff going on and I'm trying to, um, you know, juggle everything. But it's not, it's not hard. I think yeah. it's because you... I trust you to do what you need to do and have things taken care of. But um, the decor side, I am doing like full-time work and then I'll do, I'll go home and I'll work for like two to three hours. And then every beginning of the month, I have to do financial bank reports too. So I haven't even done those yet. And it's the fifth of the month. So I got to do those tonight too. But um, 
you know, there's still so much stuff that's been going on, but I think it's, I feel less depressed. Yeah, I can tell. Because <laughs> I'm doing tell. more yeah. things. And I was like, um, so I'm one of those people where um, if I have nothing to do, I'm so bored and I just don't, I feel like I don't have a purpose. So I need constant <laughs> activity and constant, like constantly do things. And um, mm-hmm. I, it just might be my ADHD. I don't know. Maybe. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, but how was your week? It was fine. This week's just been interesting a lot yeah oh you had uh, you hired a couple new people too yeah i hired uh, a couple yeah i did was that this week yeah i mean you yeah. hired well gabby was last week yeah and then you hired a server a server yeah. kitchen server so it's hiring season for us i think we'll have another episode to talk about that later on but yeah um, i feel like everyone's hiring right now oh it's crazy <laughs> yeah, every well, post i'm like oh, we're trying to get into like the summer season so like everything's starting to open up so march is like crunch time to get every all the servers in the bartenders and Mm -hmm. it's just it's chaos i'm glad you're dealing with that though because i'm sick and tired i'm just vibing just vibing i'm like worst case scenario i'll just have to step in that's fine (laughs) you'll just be in there washing dishes (laughs) no big deal but um just just another week just another week we all have those too so but let's get into the, to today's episode. These Again, these are just going to be general questions. Um, they kind of apply to all vendors. There are two major ones that I'm going to talk about. Um, but the first one is, do you have liability insurance? Or Yes. So asking your vendor, yeah. do you have insurance? Yeah. Because generally, I say that if you're a professional and you're a legit mm-hmm. business, you should have insurance. Yeah. And if not all the time, then especially for events. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because if they don't, just know you're taking their the liability yeah. for them. Yeah. So, so, you know, if someone trips over something, you know, say uh, one of your guests trips over the photographer's tripod and knocks her camera yeah, off. Yeah, because that's and, not the vendor's – or that's not the venue's fault. Yeah. So um, the weird – I always give the reference to, like – if somebody trips over my rug and breaks their mm-hmm. leg, that's my fault. I yeah. have I have insurance to cover that. Yeah. Um, but if a DJ – um, overloads a circuit and it catches on fire, then that's his problem yeah. and he would have to cover that. But if he doesn't have insurance, now you have mm-hmm. to cover that damage. Yeah. And then another thing is like, if you have, if they're not going to have insurance, then you need to have mm-hmm. a day of insurance policy. And we always recommend it just because yeah. some you never require know. Yeah. Yeah. Some do. Which yeah. I mean, I understand, and honestly, it's not really that expensive. And you know, if you think about the big picture, because yeah. you never know, yeah. you never know if someone's gonna get a little too crazy and break their arm, and then yeah. if they swing on my chandelier and rip my chandelier <laughs> out of my ceiling, um, and break their leg, and they come after me for bodily damages and yeah. stuff like that, my insurance is gonna laugh and say that's not my mm-hmm. fault and that's not our fault. Yeah. So no, you're gonna that's up to the clients to one pay us back for the damages, yeah. And and also to pay the person for their bodily injury. So it's good to have, um, we recommend it. I, yeah. A lot of times though, I'm like, if you have all the, like all your vendors are licensed mm-hmm. and insured, um, and you trust your guests, that's yep. why we don't require it. Now, yeah. some companies and like venue, like, I don't know. So some, it's different. Some businesses require, like our insurance could require our clients to have insurance so some venues do require liability insurance from you like the clients have to pay for their certificate of insurance or day of insurance um because their insurance requires that Mm -hmm. so um ours doesn't that's why it's in our contract as suggested and i think i think that we can use that we use that as a selling point sometimes like we, we do and as long it's suggested, so it's not a required feature, but it's definitely. I always tell weddings of like over two hundred and fifty to have that, yeah, because same. it's it's important to have it because the weddings that have over two hundred and fifty people, they tend to have crazier weddings, and there's more accidents that can happen. And there tends to be people who you don't know showing yeah. up. You know, yep. there's a lot of plus ones who people yep. have never met. So. Yep. There's so many different aspects to having insurance, but Mm -hmm. definitely check with your vendors. Yeah. Yeah. Because the last thing you want is someone to get hurt and no one to cover it. And then you owe another 20 grand for somebody's bills. Yeah. So, um, yeah. That would ruin a wedding. (laughs) Yeah, that really would. (laughs) That would go downhill real fast. Yeah. Um, 
Luckily, though, I think in the last six years, we haven't had anyone have to use their insurance if they've had it. So that's good. Yeah. You so. never know. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so just checking on insurance. Um, just making sure all your boxes are checked. Mm-hmm. Um, next major one is um, what are your travel and or overtime fees or gratuity fees or any other fees of any kind? Ugh. We love to talk about this. This is also a huge selling point for us. Um, Yeah. When I first started this, I had a service fee, a 20% service fee that I charged on catering. But you were also just starting. Yes. And you didn't know. I was just doing what other caterers did. Right. Um, I didn't have it on the venue side, but I had it on birth service and catering. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's because a lot of places charge a 20%. Sometimes I would say it's more of like a 15 to 25% yeah. gratuity. No, not even gratuity. Separate thing. S- service. <laughs> service yeah. fee. Yes. So, um, and that can be, you know, there's all kinds of different fees. And that's usually on like the entire bill. Yeah. So it's not just yeah. on bar Imagine and looking at a price and saying, and calculating that price and putting it into a spreadsheet for our type A rides. Yeah. <laughs> and then not not realizing that there's a 20% tack on at the end. And then you get that final bill and you're like, holy cow, I got to come up with a couple grand. Yeah. And it's usually like right before the wedding. Yeah. Think so. of your wedding being, okay, say the average budget, budget is $20,000. Yeah. Okay. Well, now you're just going to pay an extra four grand of fees. Yeah. That's nuts to me. And a lot of places, which is so crazy to me, don't put it out there that they do that. No. And then if they don't, then they'll hide it in the contract somewhere. Yep. And then when the day gets closer, they'll be like, And they go through the contract and they don't even tell them when they go through the contract. Yeah. I mean, we've had some people come to us from other places that that has happened. And it's just like, they just can't afford that. Mm -hmm. You know, so they have to pull their entire contract with them so three years ago I changed that I took out the service fee and that I think my competitors then noticed I started doing that and they were like oh crap I got I know one venue in particular because I was gonna going to buy this venue yeah (laughs) and um when I went to look and I got all their like information and stuff I saw their menu and how down at the bottom it said no service fees and it was incorporated in the food and I know exactly like when I first started the business that wasn't part of it. Right. So they, they noticed that, you know, this, this venue, our competitor isn't going to charge service fees. So Which neither am I. It's smart. I mean, yeah. you have to, you have to look at your competitors, you know, within the same market realm yeah. of you. And unfortunately you do have to kind of compete yeah. because it is your competition. Not that we don't support each other, but it is, it's a business and it's your competition. Yeah. It's very important for couples to, understand that there are fees Mm -hmm. and to ask about fees yeah that's like the number one question like literally number one question I always send off people with who are going to other places and not to like toot our own horn but just for them to (laughs) like toot toot (laughs) um no but just for them to be aware because Yes, there are other places that are, you know, more beautiful or more put together or, you know, have all these luxurious things that we don't necessarily have. But, yeah, yeah. you are going to be paying for that. Yeah. Not in the big quote of things, but. And they're like, oh, yeah, this venue is only like $500 more expensive. Um, on uh, Yeah, upfront cost. But yeah. then they don't realize, no, that venue is actually like. $2,000 more expensive yeah. and you don't notice that until you yeah. it's too late and um I would be pissed about fees to be oh, honest yeah. if but that comes down to it you have to ask those questions mm-hmm. and you have to read your contract yeah. because they can't charge fees unless it's in the contract yeah and if you're surprised by it that means you didn't read the contract yeah I always when so. I do a contract signing I mean there are a lot of people who just do click sign, which whatever, you have a copy of it. You yeah. were told to read through it. But yeah. if they actually come in and I read through it with them, I'll just go through like the big bullet points. Yeah. But I'll always send a copy with them. Yeah. Because it is a lot of information and I want them to see exactly what they're signing, you know, even if yeah. they sit down that night and look at it. Like I would rather them have a copy and look at it and ask me questions about it mm-hmm. than be surprised, you know, when they're like, oh, well, we didn't see that in the contract that we can't have our dog at the reception the whole time yeah well it's in there yeah yeah well 
to be honest, we cover a lot of that stuff in the tour. So a lot of our contract signings, like going through it is just redundant stuff we've already talked about, but we like to verbally say it again. So Mm -hmm. then that way it's so clear and you're like, okay, how many times are these people going to say this? But yeah, sometimes they're like their mind isn't all there too. Cause they're like overwhelmed. With They've everything got 30 going on. menus yeah. that they're looking at. Yeah. Yeah. So then sometimes the third time you say something, they're like, Oh wait, what? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, you didn't tell me that. I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's okay because we understand like, there's I mean, so much stuff that's going on. We don't even remember everything. You know, sometimes we have to make notes on all the clients paperwork <laughs> yeah. because we won't remember what we talked about. But um, yeah. So definitely just, you know, check on those fees. And, and then if every... they do have a fee, it's okay if they have one, yeah. but budget it. Yeah. Just, you know, know that you're going to pay at least however yep. much, you know, so, yep. and that goes with everyone, you know, um, if you're, you have a photographer who's from Michigan and they're coming to Indiana, like, are they going to charge you for that travel yeah. or do they, are they travel? staying overnight at a hotel right. because they're traveling more than eight right. hours like yeah. driving? So, um, which probably they're going to need hotel coverage. Yeah. They might charge for that. Yeah. So, or some, some might some. just include it into yeah. their package. They might have like a travel package where they're like, mm-hmm. this includes like my hotel and my travel charge. Yeah. Which, so, but yeah, just asking that question. Cause that is, that's a huge, a huge, I would say that's the number one yeah, thing that it is. I always tell people to ask. But. It's our selling point that we have no fees. Yeah. <laughs> we love to say we have no fees, but no fees. you know, most, I would say 90% of all the other venues have fees. Yeah. So, all right. Kind of just rolling into a different one. Um, what's your payment structure and cancellation policy? Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want you to cancel. Yeah. Sorry. We don't do cancellation. Sorry. Sorry. You're not allowed to cancel. You still have to have your, at least have a party of some sort. Yeah. Even if you broke up, it's like a breakup party. Yeah. Um, So no, they're just, uh, when we get a cancellation in, it's, it's nerve wracking because we have to be the ones being like, okay, sorry, you don't get your money back for what you've paid. Which they know that. I mean, it's in the contract, but it does, it does suck when people have paid, you know, X amount of dollars and it's like well we can't give that back because it's in our contract that we don't it it does come down to you know the payment structure too Mm -hmm. you need to know that you got to ask what's the deposit yep oh um you know, so you know, some break everyone's down. different. Everyone's different. Some, yeah. some it's half down. Some it's 10% down. Some it's a flat rate, a flat rate. Yeah. yeah like us, um, it, it, we, we put a flat rate just cause it's easier, but we have mm-hmm. a payment structure. So yeah. we actually have like a deposit due at the time of signing and then, mm-hmm. but we split that deposit into two payments. So yeah. it's easier to obtain. Mm-hmm. Um, the first deposit is generally smaller and then in three months, then they, is three months. Yes. <laughs> Spent forever. In three months is another thousand due on your rental and damage deposit. Yeah. And then ninety days before your damage deposit and rental is due, and then nothing else is due until thirty days before your She's wedding. She's reciting date. this because she <laughs> says it a thousand times a week. I mean, you have all these payments and benchmarks with mm-hmm. us, and there's probably going to be some of that with other vendors too. Sometimes it's yeah. just like a deposit, especially for like photographers. It's usually just a deposit. Um, and then what deposits do is they hold your place. Yeah. Like we're us vendors, we set benchmarks and payments because for us, because we book out so far in advance, um, we set benchmarks for payments because the further you get, the closer to the date, the less likely we're going to be able to book it. Right. So our, after a year, once a year from a certain date hits, our, chances of booking that drop from like a 75% chance to a 10% chance because we just don't get very many bookings within a year. We also have to discount. (laughs) We have to discount a rate that's been canceled on because usually if it's closer to the date, we're not going to be able to get, so we need to be able to uh, entice couples to rebook a date. Yeah. And so to do that, we actually discount those canceled dates within a year yeah so or the open dates within a year yes there is a reason why there's benchmarks and payments because the further and the closer you get the more into it you get and the more you could lose if you cancel yeah so you better love each other very very much because if you cancel you lose a lot of money yeah and if it's three months out from the wedding you've just lost a lot of money so um it can get it can get scary and like that's one of the hard topics to talk about even as a vendor like we 
we hate having to have those conversations about cancellations, but, um, you know, we're always very sympathetic and we understand like breakups happen or, you know, you might get eloped and decide to get yeah. eloped earlier. And so you want to cancel and not do a reception or whatever it might be. But essentially we're a business and we have to operate like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty much it on that. Yeah. I mean, yep. Just Ask asking. about your payments. Yeah. Like I said, it's different everywhere. So sometimes it's half of it. Sometimes it's a percentage and sometimes it's a flat rate. So, um, it also, I, I mentioned it beforehand too. Like if you know their deposit ahead of time, you can kind of generally gather the info, like to get your vendors booked, you might need to take out a small credit card or like something like that to get them all booked, to pay all these deposits at once. So you have time to save throughout the year, but yeah. Yeah. So, um, alrighty. So I think we can kind of, uh, want to move on to a different trickle, trickle, um, into questions that are specifically, um, directed to wedding venue questions. Obviously we have a, um, ton of those. We're going to kind of just like, uh, you know, just starting out super simple, which this stuff should be pretty out in the open. Uh, if you go on like a venues website, um, but sometimes it's not. So, you know, how many people can you accommodate as a venue? Um, I think the average wedding now is like, 150 to 200 to yeah 200. i mean we have those sometimes 300 yeah 350 yeah but you get the we get the big ones just because our space right but um but yeah just how many people can you accommodate because it may be a big space but once tables get set up and chairs and all the other little things yeah. that you want you like, might walk into that building and be like oh that's huge but yeah. once you get the tables and all the equipment in there yeah and especially, you know what I find takes up the most space on a floor plan is like the, all the extra stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not the, it's not the head tables or like yeah. the, the guest tables. It's like the DJ booth, the cake table, the gift table, the yeah. appetizer table. Like we're always struggling to find somewhere to put that <laughs> because. Which corner can we put this Yes. In? Like where can we normally put this? Or if there's like, I don't know, there people want to kind of mess with floor plans a little bit and it does adjust the head count capacity limit. So, um, if you're like, okay, well their max capacity is 200 people, but okay. Is that 200 people? Everybody's in that room and there's no additional space for a buffet. Mm -hmm. There's no additional space for a cake table. So you need to ask those questions too of like, okay, this is your capacity, but if I want to have these, 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 these tables, is that still the capacity? Yeah. Cause it can change. I mean, every venue should have, like, floor plan kind of They should, options, yeah. Um, for, like, certain head counts. You can kind of show them exactly what it would look like. Not the exact one they'd have, yeah. per se, but yeah. just kind of a sketch of um, what it looks like. <laughs> so, uh, when can my vendors arrive um, to set up or clean up? Um, this is another big one. Because... It's huge. <laughs> I mean, like, our building opens at 8 a.m., but we'll have people that are like, can they come in the day before to yes. set up? And, and I'm like, like, we have a wedding. No. Yeah, we, we hold three weddings this weekend. Uh, your vendor cannot set up till the day of at 8 a.m. Yeah. Some venues have certain regulations on like their setup time versus their event time. So if they're yeah. like just a reception space, mm-hmm. generally what will happen is they'll be like, oh, you have three hours to do a setup from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. And then you can come back from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. Yeah. for, and they lock the doors during it's that time. It's very structured. Like yes. you can only be, and and the and some venues will even charge you for that. Yeah. Like they'll be like, yeah, you can come in early, but it's going to cost this much or mm-hmm. whatever. So just knowing their um, availability or not availability, their um, what do you call open it? times, open time for that day. Yeah. Um. And if they do like benchmarks of like, oh, we're only open from, you know, 8 a.m. until 10 and we'll lock the doors and then we're open from 12 to 4 and then we'll lock the doors, you know, because some places do that. Yeah, they do. They do. We know a lot of them. So (laughs) ours is all day rental from 8 a.m. to 1130 p.m. So actually this is like funny, not funny, but uh, (laughs) I I went to a wedding (laughs) at a different place Uh and know this story and we showed up for the ceremony and it was the time it was the time of the ceremony it was like maybe five minutes before and we got there and the doors were locked and I get it like wanting to have everything set up and whatnot but why 
there was like grandmas out in like 90 degree weather with their walker and their big dresses on. It's and I'm annoying like, when we go to other people's weddings and we like, cause we nitpick, don't we? Like we're like, yeah. they, why would they let grandmas sit and outside? I just felt so bad. Cause I was like, not only are we outside, but we're locked outside and yeah. someone was yelling at me. And anyways, it was a whole thing. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, um, but you need to know those things. So maybe you could prepare for that by saying on your invitations, doors open at venue at 5 p.m. or whatever. Um, So then that way grandma's not standing out Mm -hmm. in the heat waiting to get in Mm -hmm. because it is going to annoy your guests. That is annoying. So, um, of course... I guess I we just have a different way of hospitality around that. So um, another one uh, are tables, linens, napkins, uh, chairs, all What's of that stuff. Yeah, in the yeah. Rates. What's included? Because yeah. yes, the rental may be twenty seven fifty somewhere, but they don't provide tables, chairs, linens, napkins, and setup, so you're or breakdown. Bringing in- Everything. So Everything. now you need to also count for the rentals of tables, yep. the rentals of chairs. Who's going to set those tables up? Who's going to clean those tables up? Uh, linens. I mean, linens can cost you like $19 oh, a table yeah. or more. Yeah. Um, so you you have got to prepare for the, all the little extra stuff if your venue is not going to include it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And, and I can't. <laughs> I can't even imagine. I had a tour yesterday that asked, um, do you guys do set up and break down everything? Correct. And I'm like, yeah, we do. And they're like, okay, well, my sibling just got married and we had to literally set up and break down everything. And so they were like, we were drunk trying that's to. That's what I was just about to say. I'm like, how up. much tripping and like yeah. falling. That's the good way to have a buzzkill. Yeah. They were like, yeah, we sobered up real quick because we had to pick up all these tables and, yeah. you know, and that's just not fun. No. And no one wants to do that. So no. definitely just making sure that that is included. Um, or if there is, you know, a way to include that because. I feel like that's a have to have thing. Yeah. Because I would not want to stay after and I definitely wouldn't want my guests to stay after to have to clean up because yeah. yep, that's not fair. Yeah. yeah. Unless you hire someone specifically to like Which stay gets after. into another question of like yeah. hiring coordinators, if they have oh. provide a coordinator or not. Yeah. So some venues do, like day of coordinators. Do they? Yeah. Yeah. Um there is a difference between day of coordinator and venue coordinator. Mm-hmm. Let me just make that clear. <laughs> I have people that are like, oh, you have a day of coordinator. I'm like, eh, no, 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 we're not day of coordinators. We don't handle like setting up the cake and like that kind of stuff because well, we do, but <laughs> we, we do what we have to do guys. Yeah. But we always want to tell people like have somebody designated for that yeah. just because we don't want to drop a cake yeah, unless we're, I would. we're, yeah, like, <laughs> we, we've accidentally dropped a couple cupcakes and then, you know, scoop those up and move on with our day. But we don't let the couples know that. I might cut that out. Um, <laughs> but there's, there, there comes like, there's a definitely a big difference between venue coordinators and day of coordinators. Mm-hmm. Day of coordinators will run the ceremony. Venue coordinators will not. So yeah. ask the question if they have day of coordinators or if it's a venue coordinator that's actually going to be on site. And um, if they have a venue coordinator, that's great because that means somebody's going to be there to help with, you know, running the venue. And what happens if a circuit, like right. a breaker flips? And then you're like, oh, crap, the DJ blew a circuit. Mm-hmm. How we how do we fix this? Well, yeah. the venue coordinator will know. Yeah. So and, I mean, and the, another thing, some places don't have anyone to watch the building. No, you literally just walk in. You rent the building, and there's no one there. So yeah. you'll have to figure, figure it, it out. <laughs> figure it out. Yep. So um, and that generally, you know, you have to decide what you can budget. And usually, the ones that don't have venue coordinators usually. Um, don't charge as much. So um, if that's something you're like, I can handle that. That's not that big of a deal. Then you, you make that call. Yeah. So um, am I able to use outside catering and or cake maker? Yeah. Um, I think this goes on because there's several different types of venues. Yeah. Several. Like there's some venues that allow you to bring in every single vendor you want. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. It, like you just bring them in. But sometimes they will charge a fee for that. Yep. Um, it's like fee per vendor. Yeah. Um, well, again, our fees. first year, our first year of business, because we took over a business that had catering already. And I was like, I can't handle catering. I don't know how I don't, I cannot cook a pop tart. Like, <laughs> do you cook pop tart? No, you put them in the toaster, you know, yeah. I burn the shit out I of don't them. Think that's cooking, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just can't. Oh I'm gosh. not a good cook. And it, 
to be honest, like it's, it's not something that I was willing to take on the first year of business. So I allowed outside caters, Yeah, but I charged my caterers that came mm-hmm. into the building cause I have a full service kitchen and I have all these things that I have to make sure I cover. Um, they need a place to wash their dishes or whatever mm-hmm. it is. I would charge them a catering fee of 15% on whatever their actual gross yeah. charge was to the clients. Well, that's different because they were using your kitchen. I'm talking yeah. like but everything's they already... will put that onto the clients. Yeah. So if you have a venue that has outside catering and allows it, just know that that's probably going yeah. to be the case. Yeah. There may so. be, but... And then some venues do all the catering themselves like us. Mm-hmm. So they're okay. So I think we bordered the, an actual banquet hall. Usually venues that do catering and bar service themselves are considered, they're called banquet halls. Mm-hmm. I don't like that term because I don't like the term banquet. I feel like it is dated, but um, yeah. So some venues are considered banquet halls and they provide all that stuff for you and they don't allow outside caterers. Yeah, we do. But we have a fee for it. Yeah. Yes, we have a venue charge, but we also have catering, and that's a large chunk of it. Like, yeah. I would say catering is, like, a 60% chunk absolutely of our, our total invoice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that is how we pay to have this venue. Yeah. And, um, you know, if you're going to bring in somebody else, now we just lost that opportunity. Yeah. And we're changing the way that our business operates and functions for your event to accommodate that, but you have to pay a fee for it. Yeah. Which, I mean, I feel like is fair. I think it's very fair. Um, yeah. And, and we're not asking like a large fee. Yeah. We're just asking enough to, you know, cover our expenses. Right. Because when we rent out the building, we expect to have catering with it. Mm-hmm. And so that is how we plan to cover our expenses. And that yeah. is actually how we bill our rental. Our rental's discounted of what it should be because you're going to use our catering. So if you don't, it's going to be a normal rental rate. Yeah. The next question is, can we bring in our own wine, beer, champagne, alcohol of any sort? I don't really know the logistics on that. I just go off what Kaylee's told me. So I obviously, it was we a, don't it allow that. It was a big that, learning curve um, when I first, because that wasn't something I ever, I mean, I used to be an event director before I opened this place. And um, so, but they didn't have a liquor license. So I'd never had been in the food and wine and liquor industry. So I had to actually learn a lot of things that go into having a liquor license. So with a three-way liquor license, which is what we have, I can only speak to that because I, in every state though, it's different. Yeah. Every single state because it's a state liquor license. Um, so some are super lenient, some aren't. Um, so here in Indiana, <laughs> We cannot, we have to control the consumption on the property at all times because it's not just the business entity, it's actually the whole property that is licensed and permitted. So that means we run just like a restaurant. You can't bring in a beer to a restaurant, you can't bring it in here. A lot of people don't understand that. So, and there's some venues that don't have a liquor license, they're just the venue, so they allow you to bring in. But the thing is, is that a lot of times, any kind of BYO situation, bringing that in yourself, the venue will have certain light. You're going to have to have certificate of insurance. You have to, because you're taking on the liability of any alcohol problems and, you know, (laughs) drunk mistakes. And, um, you're going to have to have the certificate of insurance. Usually if they allow that, that's, they have, they require it. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Um, We're back. We keep having issues with the sound and Taylee's mic because we oh, all know that, that so Carolyn hates Taylee. So. Yeah, I don't know why. Okay, but she keeps cutting off our mic. So back to I'm it. Next question. Back to it. Um, so these questions are going to be um, towards Florist. Um, just kind of vague questions, but do you offer specific arrangements or can centerpieces, bouquets, whatever, be completely customized? I mean, some it depends on what kind of florist you're getting things from. Generally a florist will be able to customize oh, yeah. things, but if you're getting things from like Walmart or Kroger's that are like yeah. pre-done, yeah. yeah, then you're probably not going to get anything customized and um, exactly what you want. So um, yeah. Yeah. I would say it should always it's be able very to be customized, that, but yeah. it, it, it be able if you want something that's customized, you're going to probably have to pay a little bit more for customization. Oh, yeah, which so is so if you're so trying to it. go, like, trying to go, uh, like, strict budget and you really don't have the money to pay for fresh florals or whatever, then you might have to go with, like, 
a pre-arranged silk centerpiece that you have from a friend or you bought from yeah. Lings or you the venue provides as like a decor option. So, yeah. Um, another question to ask them would be like, what can you suggest to help me get the most from my budget? And are there extra fees uh, for containers or other vessels for? Yeah, florals? that's um, a good one. Um, I think that you know, always stick in season. So if you're going, if you're wanting to save, a florist should be able to tell you that, um, you know, what flowers are in season, what ways you can save, how you can cut back. Um, To be honest, the simpler you go with less varieties, the less expensive it is. Um, Even if you're sticking with in-season florals, if you have tons of different varieties in an arrangement, the more expensive it becomes. Yeah, Um, which naturally. Yeah, Yeah. and the smaller your vessel, of course, the less materials. So like bud vases versus like large vase centerpieces and the less hardware because usually the larger pieces they involve hardware yeah which is like floral foam and tape and that also gets into a little bit higher cost as well yeah um and then the last one for florists would be um do you charge a delivery setup fee which we kind of already you know touched up on but um you know just asking some don't some do some just include it because there's a lot there's some florists i would say a lot of them actually um that they're you know they work out of their home you know Mm -hmm. they they are a business but they they have a great basement yeah and they're able to because a lot of times we get our florals delivered and they don't need to be refrigerated because we get them within two days and we let them sit to open so um, a lot of times you don't need to have special equipment. So they just automatically know that they're going to travel. They might just have limits of how far they travel within their cost. So if you're going to be traveling really far, they might charge more. Um, if it's like a florist, um, like a floral shop, like, you know, that actually had like, does more than just wedding flowers. They do like funerals and they do like, you know, sending roses on Valentine's Day. Like yeah. those florists probably might have a delivery charge. Yeah. So there's also a lot of different questions. I mean, yeah, like we said, we we googled some of these mm-hmm. just because we aren't really. I mean, florals, yes, Keely does, but like photography and DJ coming up, those questions, like we don't really know. Yeah. You know, we just kind of yeah. go off of what we do know and mm-hmm. also Google. So yeah, yeah. thanks, Google. Yeah. Um, next, we're moving into uh, catering questions, which yes, we do catering. Um, we do offer it. Um, yeah. We, uh, recommend doing it with us if you're yeah. having a wedding with us. It just makes yeah. everything so much Get easier. The garlic mac and cheese. The garlic mac and cheese. Damn it, it's amazing. Chase like if you're noise. like a child at heart, you'll but you're you want to be classy with I, your mac and cheese. That's probably the way to go. Yes, I was raised on mac and cheese and Dino chicken nuggets, and <laughs> that is still a meal of choice. Yeah. Shouts I mean, nothing out, Mom. really can beat the the craft mac and cheese still, but I think it's our so mac and gross, cheese is so gross, but so good. Yeah, <laughs> like full, like who like makes fake powdered orange, orange cheese flavoring? <laughs> powdered cheese. Here yeah. you go. Um. um okay, so uh, what's the price difference between a buffet and a plated meal? Mm. Um, some places offer only one or the other, and some yeah. places offer both. Yeah. Um. So that's a good question. Some places you know. uh, it's cheaper to have a plated meal. Yeah. And it just depends on their structure and how yeah. they handle their catering. Some places have, um, you know, their plated meals can cost more like us yep. because we normally will do buffet service. It's a service. lot of work. It's I don't a labor. Think, yeah. I don't think people understand that. It is, it is very difficult. I was only a part of one this past year because yeah. it's not very common, but. It yeah. was stressful. <laughs> it was hard. It was We've stressful. only done two plated meals in general in yeah. seven years. And we charge an extra $7 a person for yeah. plated meals. And that's because the reason being is that we have um, more labor. So we need to bring in servers, more mm-hmm. servers than what we would need for a buffet. Um, we also have to make sure that plates are warm when yeah. we're plating everything up there's more like you got to keep the food covered and keep it warm you've got like literally 30 seconds to put that on the plate and take it out to the table yeah. and it's nuts it's chaos it and is it just go it we don't want the food to be cold to you to be honest i don't like plated but that's just either. me um i like my fr- i like my food fresh and hot and plated yeah. it kind of can get either overcooked because mm-hmm. you've held it too long or i don't know 
Uh, I think it's a safe bet to just do buffet. It is. Is it? Some people use the word buffet, like caterers, they use the word buffet as like an all you can eat. Yeah. And it's generally not. So they they will charge more and upcharge for a buffet. Can, mm-hmm. can, the only reason why a plated dinner would be less expensive is because that caterer can control the portion sizes. Yeah. Um, and so then that way you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. Um, <laughs> Which most people do. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they won't like the, the temperature of the chicken. So yeah. that's why... We just opt for buffet as our standard pricing, mm-hmm. and that's what we consider. Now, I don't really think that there's much more consumed bu- versus buffet versus plated. I yeah. mean, I don't see really a big difference in it because one person might take two chickens and the other one might not take chicken at all. So, yeah. um, and we we kind of overage a little bit because, yes, we say buffet. It's not an all-you-can-eat, though. So we always tell our clients, like, you have to give us the head count that mm-hmm. you – are expecting because if you give us 30 people less than what you're expecting, we might run out of food if you don't give us the right head count. Um, We do overage though by like 10% just to make sure that we're not going to run out of food because we want to make sure everybody can get a generous helping. But yeah. Yeah. Um, And not just uh, three green beans, but um, six. Oh, sorry. Six. Sorry. I was being disrespectful up in every episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Another good question is, do you provide linens, utensils, serving table utensils? Yep. Um, Especially how, if they're traveling. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Um, you know, we, we do have a couple weddings this year with outside catering. and Yep. So I, we, our rental, though, already includes tablecloths yeah. and napkins, yeah. cloth napkins. Mm-hmm. But they have to bring in their own silverware. Yep. They have to bring in their own plates. Yep. They have to bring in their own serving utensils. They have to bring in their own chafers. They have yeah. to bring it all in hot boxes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's <laughs> – I'm not always a fan of it. It's going to be less work on our end. I totally get that because at that point, we are going to have a hands-off approach. We're yeah. going to be like, that's not our job. We you hired outside mm-hmm. so that's we're not going to be the ones cooking your food or they can't come into our kitchen and like so you have to ask them to what they provide yeah. because you might have to rent those things in if they don't provide yeah, them because if and, they don't provide silverware it, you yeah, get there and well, there's no silverware and to be honest you're probably going to have to sacrifice having real silverware oh, yeah i mean i would assume versus having like ours we use actual because yeah we wash we have a dishwasher and everything and we use that now the other caterers can't use our all, kitchen yeah so. all weddings i've yeah. been to i mean i'm assuming that catering wasn't done in-house yeah. it's always been like plastic which is fine yeah i mean yep, yep. it's whatever yeah um, if it doesn't bug, bug you then it's not that big of a deal yeah you know it's but just know that no you're not going to be able to use if you, you know, wanted, pl- <laughs> if you wanted real silverware, then you'll probably have to rent it in. Then you have to figure out who's going to wash that yeah. and take it home. <laughs> so. Just like a bucket of dirty silverware with like Yo, meat gross. on it. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, is there a cutoff date for making menu changes? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I yes. Mean, <laughs> yeah. You can't, a lot of food orders have to be placed within seven days. Yeah. Um, that's if you're lucky. Sometimes we do it a little bit earlier just to make sure that we can get what we need to get. Because right now the supply and demand, <laughs> it's just a whole mess out there. So mm-hmm. sometimes we can't get what we need to. And so we place the order early enough so then that way they can get it in and order it. Yeah. Um, but or we can be first on the list for it. Um, so yeah, you can't you can't add more people the week of your wedding. No, you can't because the caterer is not going to be able to adjust. Yeah. Um, you also can't take because the caterer already has provided, and you can't just like say, oh yeah, I need a hundred and fifty servings of you know, roles that weren't planned on because yeah. now where are we going to find those 150 Where are we roles? going? We've Who's going to find, make them? We've tried to find 150 roles at Walmart and it's very difficult, so. <laughs> yeah, um, I was sent to do that mission. Um, okay, I didn't highlight these, but I think this one's a good one too. Yeah. Um, how do you handle tastings? Mm. Um, a lot of people ask us if we do tastings. We do not anymore because people um, took advantage of that yeah. and it's not it's not free for us. It's not free. It's not cheap. Yeah. And I mean, it would cost us about 200, $200 in just food in general. Yeah. And then it would cost us 150 to $200 for labor. labor. Yeah. So you're so, looking at, you know, 500 to $600 for a tasting for a tasting. Yeah. And that's, that's 
for like a couple or two. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> so, then they would want to bring their whole families too. Yeah. So you would have not just the couple, you'd have seven people yeah. to 10 people for a tasting and that on our end costs more and we wouldn't charge for it. Like, you know, so we used to do tasting events and what used to happen is I would do quarterly tasting events but people would register and then not show up. Yeah. And so we prepared for them and that still cut into our cost. Yep. And so we just decided we're not going to do tastings. We've done, we've been in business for long enough. We have great reviews. If they're really scared about our cert, like our type of, like our food, then, you know, we can show them reviews or we're not the venue for them yeah. or the caterer for them. So, um, but if that's yeah. something that's important to you, then ask for a tasting. I know some yeah. places they have full-time chefs, so a tasting isn't that costly But it'll still them. cost you though. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's usually never free. Yeah. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah. So kind of going off that is, uh, do you, um, what's, how do I say this? Do you charge or have options for like dietary restrictions, oh, yeah. gluten-free, um, vegetarian, uh, you know, all oh, that yeah. fun stuff. Yeah. I mean, we we do a lot of dietary yeah, we adjustments. Do. I would say every wedding, usually there's at least one or two. Yeah. Um, um, now, we don't do – we don't charge for that because yeah. we just use the material – like the food that we have – and the goods that we have and just rework those into a gluten-free or dairy-free option or whatever your allergy might be. Yeah. Um, and the only thing that some places are, I just don't expect that to be a nut-free kitchen mm-hmm. or a dairy-free ki- kitchen. So if there's any cross contaminations, you have to be, you have to understand that they're still good. There's no way for their kitchen not to be. So, right. Um, but yeah, ask about it because you might have a couple that are now, how they handle this though mm-hmm. is very important because like if they're a buffet, how do they handle having dairy free option for three people? Right. You know, so, um, do they have those plates in the back? Do they, you know, set that on a separate line? Mm-hmm. What, what do they do? Um, plated is a little bit different cause they can kind of, there's three, say you order three dairy free options. Well, they know that there's three, yeah. three dairy free options and they give those out. It's already pre-done. So, um, but ask how, how, ask the logistics behind that. Mm-hmm. So I think that pretty much wraps up as far as catering. I think maybe the last question is, um, what do, you know, you do with leftovers? Do yeah. we get, you know, do we get them or like we as in like the couple Yeah. or do you just throw it away or is it donated or what do you do with it? Um, yeah. a lot of places I've, <laughs> I've actually, they don't give them out. Yeah. They? they, uh, they, they throw them away. Well, sad. yeah, we don't throw food away. Yeah. No. Um, if we do, I'm like, why the heck did you Yeah, so, sometimes, sometimes the, the, the kids, kids make a mistake. Yeah. And it's like, oh, they're like, well, it was just green beans. I'm like, it doesn't matter. They yeah. paid for that food. So, right. like, yeah, we send food home. Um, I think it's a liability issue. A lot of times yeah. caterers don't want, um, I'm sorry, but not everybody knows that what temperature food should be at when they eat it mm-hmm. or they leave it in their car overnight because mm-hmm. they're, they get home drunk and they're like, Oh, it should be fine. They go out and eat it and no, it's not okay. Yeah. It was 90 degrees. But that's, that's, you know, their fault. <laughs> yeah, it is. But they could still come back yeah. to the caterer and be like, they got me sick that night. Yeah. And it's, it, yeah, it can be a little, uh. mm-hmm. so, um, yes, I understand that part of it, but I just don't like to waste food. And I guess we just, consider people not to be stupid idiots when oh they eat gosh. their food do not call them <laughs> stupid Julie idiots. is savage um yeah but i mean we always like after dinner we uh package up what's left we put it in the refrigerator and like as they're walking out the door i'm like hey we have this food left over do you yeah. want it or you just want us to you know and if they don't want it then one of us will take it home yeah. um you know so either way i don't... get tired of eating our food all the time i eat well, so much pulled pork I'm i feel like, like Done. I feel like last year was a good mixture. Yeah, you had some had, steak, we had, we had some like, chicken. Variety. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Um, okay, so moving into uh, baker questions. I don't really have a lot of these highlighted just because some of these on here are just kind of like, what? I think <laughs> when we get in um, so, like a baker, yeah, yeah. Um, we will have somebody on the episode. We're just trying to figure out who we want to have. Yeah. We, it's not 
based on skill. It's based on personality and, <laughs> and who them, we know and you who know, we yeah. know and, and who we've worked with because yeah. we want them to be um, entertaining too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we want them to have like a decent personality and yeah. not, not be super just like quiet or whatever. So we're still trying to figure that one out right now. Um, and we're working on that. We just got wrapped up with Brett. I feel like we just wrapped yeah. up. So yeah. um, in the next couple weeks though. So, but um, we can go ahead and try to, you know, yeah. This is questions that I think we'll in generally have, like, we'll have. General, yeah. So. Can I view examples of cakes you've baked and decorated? I mean, if you don't see a portfolio of any kind from any yeah. vendor, any, any, like, no. Could you imagine? I mean, I've seen cakes that are like lopsided and about to fall oh, off the table. Oh, absolutely. I have too. Because great aunt Sally made it. She's never baked a cake. Which is life. fine. I mean, some people are like, hey, my aunt can do it. And that's cool. Yeah. And but most of no. the time, they're beautiful. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Still, yeah. And they're, those are the ones that are. Oh, so good. Because they do something. They yeah. always have like this little touch or yeah. like a secret. So Yeah. But uh, yeah, just seeing, I mean, portfolio for anyone, anyone, yeah. it doesn't matter. You know, even us, like we have books of pictures from, mm-hmm. you know, different seasons of what it looks like because right now during the winter, it's ugly as hell. It I'm going to be honest. It's oh, dead. Everything's dead. Dead. It's the trees, ugly. There's no leaves. There's, you know, the, the fields, all there's. The field's dead. The grass is flat. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's really bad right now because I got to get those ruts fixed from when we had that snowstorm. Yeah, we had a snowstorm and somebody um, pulled into pulled our landscaping and literally, it wasn't just somebody, it was a vendor. Like, yeah. they were pulling in to make a delivery and they backed into our yard and sank and then left ruts. And I called them and they haven't come and fixed it. So, it's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. We got to get that um, that leveled out. But this is the crap we deal with all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, kind of going hand in hand with catering. You know, what are your specialties? Um, your flavors, fillings. Do you do gluten-free, organic, vegan cakes? I mean, most of the time. They have I've, something. Yeah. I've seen so many different, you know, they'll have like a cake for. Um, regular cake. Regular cake. And then they'll have like gluten-free cupcakes or something, yep. you know, um, if that's an yep. option you want to do. I would say most of the time they're There's very accommodating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like I said, I don't really have a lot of questions. I feel like bakers are pretty just. Self-explanatory. Yeah. Everybody's like, yeah, that's a cake. Yeah. Yeah. This is what we have. Or, this is. I mean, I guess you can ask too, like. <laughs> I, I know there's probably some bakers out there that are like, yeah, they don't know what they're talking no, about. No, we don't. Because we don't bake cakes. <laughs> we don't bake. I mean, we I bake to, cakes for fun, but not for. Yeah. Like. We're just like assuming that things are like this. I guess you could ask about, um, I, I have heard, um, ask if they provide plates and silverware oh, yeah. as disposable items to, because a lot of That's people fair. just assume and then they come time to cut the cake and they have nothing yeah. to put them on. Yeah. So and then they come to us and we charge for that because it cost us a lot of money and disposable wear to mm-hmm. substitute for every yeah. wedding. So, um, and then, you know, you also have to ask if they have cake stands cause a lot of them will yeah. rent out cake stands. Yeah. So that's a good one too. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like check, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Bakers are amazing. They know what they're doing. Yep. They Do they deliver? How yeah. much do they charge for delivery fees? On and on. I don't think I said that. Yeah. I mean, same thing as every other vendor. Do yeah. they charge for delivery? Yeah. How far will they go? Yep. Do you have to pick it up or will they deliver or, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. Things like that. Um, okay. Moving um, on to photographer and videographers. Do you specialize in wedding photography? So if you listen regularly, we did have Jess on a couple weeks ago and she kind of um, said that now she does specialize in wedding photography. That's her jam. Um, But she does do other stuff. Um, You can specialize in something and still do other things. Yes. Yep. So, you know, um, do you specialize in wedding photography? Um, You want someone who's comfortable. You want someone who knows what they're doing and yeah, because they could be they could be a newborn photographer and mm-hmm. um, or a senior picture photographer and directing a baby versus directing you know forty bridesmaids and groomsmen's and parents and stuff to stand and smile at the same time. It's completely yeah. different. <laughs> and weddings, there's so much systematic flow to it mm-hmm. that it's not just a creative endeavor. It's also a very structured process. Yes. So, um, yeah, make sure that they're specialized or if they're not specialized, uh, make sure that they have the personality to take yeah. control and charge yeah. of that. So. And that kind of goes into my next question is like, what is your working style? Um, yeah. 
you know, we talked to Jess and she's very much, she is essentially a coordinator. Oh, yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Like, she's out there, like, bustling trains if she needs yeah. to. She's fixing veils. Mm-hmm. She's making, oh, you got a hair tie on your wrist. <laughs> yeah. Like, she's She she's notices sure everything. Every single thing. And, you know, some, some do that and some are not like that, which is fine. You yeah. know, however you work best, you know, just be upfront about what your working style is. Are you going to be kind of coordinating stuff or is that or do you have more like a hands-off approach yeah. or are you just going to be like yep. no I'm here to take pictures and that's yep. it and um you can treat it like an interview with a photographer yeah absolutely because you're I mean photographers yes if they hopefully they have a portfolio that's probably one of the yeah. questions to ask but um if they have a portfolio you probably have already seen their photos and you know that they take great photos mm-hmm. but you're really just interviewing them to make sure that you can connect with them and they yeah. have the personality that's going to blend well with you mm-hmm. your partner and with your family yeah so because um, I mean and we talked about that a couple weeks ago like that's who you spend the most time with as far as vendors go the day of yeah yep photographers and videographers like Uh you're like they're up close and personal all day yep yep (laughs) they're your bestie yep um but yeah um but I mean there's a ton of questions if you listened to our episode with Jess we kind of went through a lot of that um but yeah I mean oh um they, I mean, I would ask about their, like, process of going through the planning process and how involved they are with that process. Because some make up timelines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some don't. There's yeah. some, they're like, I'll be there at 2 o'clock and what happens, happens. Yeah. You know? And then, I guess that goes into their working style. But yeah. um, ask how involved they are. Because that will play a big role in, you know, what's going to happen throughout the day because you might be you might be more of the type a and want to handle everything and then the photographers just can can kind of sit back mm-hmm. so yeah um okay moving on to videographers this one's pretty short and simple um how long is your editing process um we've seen some videographers get us they like a video the next like literally <laughs> yeah. the next day they'll be like yeah. hey here's a little clip and we're like what the hell yeah. like they had to have stayed up all night yeah but that's usually like um the newer videographers who don't, don't have a have, ton of projects like, three weddings a weekend yeah yeah, yeah. Or I, they're doing multiple a day with several mm-hmm. crew members. Yeah. yeah. They're, I mean, they're, we know some videographers that literally do like three to four weddings a day because they have different members they and they'll like all go to different. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, just asking, you know, how long, cause I know that when I used to get like pictures done for like you know, senior pictures or just fun pictures, whatever, yep. I would be like, oh my gosh, I want, I want to see them back. I want to, yeah. you know, and that goes for photography and videography. Like the clients are so eager to see them. Yeah. I think that if I was a videographer or a photographer, I would be so irritated if somebody messaged me every week, hey, when am I going to get my pictures back? Hey, when am I going to get that video back? Yeah. Hey, and it's like, bro, your wedding was literally last week. Like yeah. just being upfront, like I would always be like, it's going to take me more time, you know, than yeah. it actually would because yeah. you don't so want then, someone up your booty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and some of them will like pump out like a little one minute video. Yeah. That, that was my next question was like, yeah. is there a cost for like a video tease? Like yep. we have seen some posts. We like, love those video oh, teas. so much. love them so much. Because <laughs> so we can immediately share those and there's, yeah. they're like short things that can just be posted as like a reel or, mm-hmm. you know, in a story or something. So yeah, I so like those. Just asking if there's a cost for that or, you know, again, what is the process on that? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think videographers is like the one thing like, it's like one of the newer things. Yeah, definitely more popular in the past like but five years. But my mom, I remember in two thousand and three. <laughs> Truth, back in my day, my mom, I was probably like ten or eleven um, when they got married. I think they have a a wedding video, so they had a videographer too. Yeah, but, but I it think just, it's changed a it's lot. Changed a lot. Like they have a v- VHS yes, yes. tape <laughs> with like the zoom in. Yeah, like just, yeah harshly zoomed in yes yeah um, so and i've got like i remember watching it but yeah the video videos are so great to look back oh, i at. love them i love them so much yeah. i think just, and how do they post those do they give you a dvd or they just post them to youtube that's a right great question right so do they give you something like a um hard those, copy uh, a hard drive right no, flash drive flash drive there you uh, go uh hard drive <laughs> uh do they give you a flash drive a cd i don't think people use cds anymore but they may i don't know i don't know my i 
I haven't seen a laptop and I don't know how long with, a with CD the CD. Drive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I mean, flash drive, definitely. Some of them send you CDs or you can put them, them in them a DVD email, player. Like a, yeah. I mean, playstations over, run CDs yeah, and stuff yeah, like that. Do, DVDs. Yeah. So but, yeah, I guess you could use it there, but who has this DVD player anymore? Not me. <laughs> not me either. But yeah, just what's the delivery process? How do I get them? whatever yep Um, okay moving on to some dj questions again we just covered this last week but just a little yeah we covered it with brett so if you haven't listened to last week's episode make sure you go back and listen because there's some really funny parts about six minutes till the end yeah so yeah Um, so yeah uh, how uh what genres can you cover um some djs won't play certain songs some only play certain songs just ask we that. know brett will play baby shark he loves baby shark and he yeah yep. he yep we've learned <laughs> oh my goodness um but yeah just asking that because you don't want to get to your wedding and people are requesting songs and they're like no we won't play that yep because then it's kind of just a buzzkill yeah it's like okay well it is darn darn yeah. it yeah well i mean i saw this video the other day too i it might have been I think it was on Instagram or something and it was about a DJ, like how you get a request and it's like, okay, well it's, <laughs> so like you go from a song that's oh, like yeah, yeah. Okay. super fast paced, super mm-hmm. loud, and then they want to play a slow song slow right after and how jam. to transition for that. And yes, if you make a request, just know that they'll probably maybe honor that request, but it's probably going to be in four or five songs. Yeah. So they work down. They to can't it, go so. from, you know, uh, bop, bop, bop. To I don't even know. I'm carrying your love with me. <laughs> <laughs> like they can't do that because no. people are like, wait, what? yeah, what's happening? Yeah, yeah, it's like Cardi B to Tim McGraw. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. Can my fiance and I give you a do play and do not playlist? Um. I didn't know this was a thing, but some DJs don't care what you want to play. Don't care what you want to hear. <laughs> they will stick to what they have and they will play that. Which. I, I can understand as far as like organization yeah. goes, but personalization, personalization, is that a I word? I think that's right. Yeah. Personalization <laughs> um, is important. So, yeah. you know, if you don't care, if you don't want to be in charge of any of that, then okay. But if you do want to be like, hey, don't play anything with cuss words or hey. Don't play Baby Shark. Don't play Baby Shark, Brett. Um, <laughs> then, you know, it's a, that's us, like, really stop. shut up about Baby Shark. Um, yeah. So just asking like, can we play this and not that or yeah. whatever? Yep. Okay. I Moving think this is on. the last question I have is, uh, do you have ideas to encourage more guests to dance? We asked Brett about this last week. You know, how do you keep people engaged? What's that process look like? Um, you know, ask them that question. Yeah. Because <laughs> some just me- might be like, well, your people aren't dancers, so I'm just not going to try. And that's, that's never the case. It's the, it's the songs it's because the songs. if there's an older crowd, they're not going to yeah. know the WAP. Yeah. Well, we have found <laughs> like some people, like some DJs will play, um, uh, like Cottonhead Road. Cause mm-hmm. it's a cop- not Copperhead. Copperhead. Copperhead Road. Cottonhead. <laughs> Cottonhead Nitty Muggins. <laughs> Uh, so they'll play like Copperhead Road and they're because they're super country people. They yeah. know that. And so they'll get out there and they know the dance to mm-hmm. it. Um, but then they'll play like Cardi B and they'll be like, we don't, we who don't, is, you got, they have to know. Who is Cardi B? Yeah. Some DJs like that's their job is to know who you are and your crowd mm-hmm. and feel out the vibes of the room and pick a way to get them out on the dance floor. Like Brett said, he uses the anniversary song yeah, or anniversary song, anniversary, anniversary dance, dance um, to really start it off to get people out there. And so, um, you know, you know, your crowd and ask them how they're going to get them engaged. If mm-hmm. you know, Hey, we're really big country people. How would you, like if if people aren't dancing, what do you do? Yeah, like and, I'm really worried about that. And so. I mean, you play what you pay a lot of money. Yeah, to have a DJ. Yep. And so you would want them to be engaging. Yeah. You know, like. Yep. That's all I have to say about that. I know, like, <laughs> like you I you're paying them to be entertainers. Yeah. To me, I think that's just. That's just me, though. I'm like, some people just need a DJ to play songs. And, yeah. But 
that goes to your own vibes. To me, I would pay a DJ to be the entertainer. Oh, absolutely. Because I don't want to entertain people. If not, I'm going to hire a <laughs> band. You know? Yeah. Like, and that's the thing, too, is, like, some people want bands and live music because of the entertainment mm-hmm. aspect of it, that yeah. there's more to it. It's not, you know, there. it's people. So, um... People. People. If you're having a band, I guess you ask, you know, how many, how many people are in the band? I guess DJs aren't intro- people to Kaylee, but... Uh. Listen, it's music. Like, <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, DJs are, like, lights and um, and music and, you know, they're, they're MCs. Like, that's part of it. But a band is, like, you actually see the people play the instruments. DJs aren't out there strumming the guitar. Maybe Brett, because he also is in a band <laughs> and he can play the instruments, too. But uh. that's, that's what I'm trying to convey here. But, um, yeah, it, you know, pick out what's going to be the most important to you and make sure you ask those questions. And don't don't be scared to ask for the contract and take two days to read the contract so right. you know exactly what you're getting into. And if there's something that's not lo- listed in the contract and you are really like, well, I need to know this information, send an email. I always say send an email. Don't give a phone call because if you have an email, you have a paper trail. Um, and ask them that question. If it's not in the contract, say, hey, I didn't see this in the contract. What do you do? How do we do this? Like, what's the process? So then that way, you know, if you're signing a contract and they're not willing to put that into the contract, make sure you have some kind of paper trail. All right. Dear Lord, that was a long episode. That was a long episode thanks for staying uh <laughs> jess said that she really liked my uh british accent last week well i'm, I'm like it comes out I when ca- i'm nervous i sounded really mean at the end i was like no we're not singing and i was yeah. like i sounded like Kelly's a biatch. rude as hell y'all rude as, she rude as hell <laughs> well you know i i love having guest speakers i really do and it's like um i feel like it's just a comp um i feel like it's just a conversation and um but guest speakers are generally nervous when they come in and so um it's it's like the first 30 minutes we told brett like the first 30 minutes is always like the rough part and then once you hit 30 minutes you're like i could talk forever and you're like let's re-record let's go from the top yep yep let's go back (laughs) we gotta redo all this so um but yeah it's um i think that there's just really I think a lot of these questions are just very common. We try yeah. to make them very general. But, I mean, some people just don't know. Yeah. Which is fair because yep. before working here, I would have no idea. I no. probably wouldn't even Google it either. I would just go in there and be like, I don't know what to ask. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. It, and but, Google is good, but um, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And you don't know what questions to ask if you don't know yeah. the service. So, um, like cake bakers and stuff. We don't really know what yeah. questions to ask. We don't have anybody on yet. So hopefully that's coming up here soon and just stick around, listen for that episode. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm sure we'll have somebody fun and entertaining. So I don't, do we all have a quote for this week? I'm sure I'll pick out a quote out of this somewhere. <laughs> we said some really weird crap. Um, okay. Well, I mean, thanks for listening. It was very long episode today but yes very important and I will, very i will edit some stuff out very informational yes um yep signing out with, with much love, love. La, la, love. <laughs> we want to thank you for listening to our podcast if you love what you hear give us a rating and follow on whatever platform you're listening If you want to see more of our shenanigans, you can find us on Instagram at The Eden Events. You can also find us on our website at TheEdenEvents.com. We hope to see you next time.